In this episode, we'll talk about the potential of Geelong hosting this year's grand final. Is footy back quicker than we thought? We'll give you a definitive list of sports movies you need to watch in isolation. Who's taking Aaron Phillips home this week? And much more. Hosted by Chris Pepper and Jamie Wallace, we give you the footy how you want it. Lace out. Now, on with episode 70. J-Dog, how you going, my friend? Another week of Lace Out. How's everything travelling back there in uh, coronavirus isolation land? Hey, the north is always good. How's the west going? Mate, the west is fantastic. Police are a little bit shocked. Crime statistics are down. Carjackings are down. Home invasions are down. Local football is down. Everything is going down at the moment here in isolation town. But it's Lace Out's back. Bigger than ever. Fifth week into this AFL non-isolation period. I'm your host, Christopher Pepper, a.k.a. Peps. The co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, the J-Dog. Mate, it has been a cracking week. Locally, internationally, Lace Out just keeps getting bigger. Like your waist size. <laughs> like your waist size. Like my waist size. No, it's, it's been good, mate. It has been great. Couple footy stories to chat about. I've got a bit of a secret list I want to roll out. Just there's a bit of a taste, young blood. Mmm. Mm. Uh, but lots of stuff going on football wise. It's amazing how it happens every single week. People. Before we before oh. we talk footy. Yeah. What have you been watching on Netflix this week? Oh, Jordan. Anything? Jordan. The, Jordan. The Last Dance. How good is it? Yep. How good? I haven't watched. How good is it? I thought I there was. It is just. It's just everything you want in a sports documentary: raw, honest, and Carmen Electra. <gasps> she's pushing what fifty? No, forty-eight. She is. Forty-eight. She is. Tell you what. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to watch it up, people, get on the Last Dance episode four. Around about forty-seven minutes into the episode, Carmen Electra makes an appearance. And um, probably a lot else, if you know what I mean. I um I finished off Breaking Bad this week. Yep. Uh what what a series! You know, I watched the first series of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I just I couldn't get into it. You, I took me four attempts to probably um break it. Yep. To break break it, break it bad. Uh, anyway. Amazing. Probably one of the best TV shows ever written. And that's probably the start of the golden age of TV. Oh, um, yeah. And are you I looking mean, for a new, are you looking for a new show now? Um, I probably am. I've you are looking for a new show. You are looking for a new show. Listeners, the J-Dog is looking for a new show. Hit us up on a Facebook page. Leave us a voicemail message. Put it in the review for Lace Out. What should Jamie watch now that Breaking Bad how many years after it finished? Oh, uh, well, it finished in 2013, didn't it? Se- yeah, Seven years ago, it was finally caught up. What should he watch and next? Just to give you, just to give a rundown of what, I, what my recent, uh, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, The Witcher. I, don't, um, I saw the first episode. Witcher good? Uh, Witcher is a pop man's version of Game of Thrones. Oh, well, it's based off a video game, so what do you expect? Exactly. So it's not as grand. Um no. And then I've got the MJ documentary stuff to watch. Um, so I like a bit. I like the old sci-fi. I like a bit of political thrillers, and I like a bit of crime. Ooh, a bit of crime. 
Tiger King? Tiger King? Haven't started Tiger King yet. Hey, you cute cats. (laughs) Even my kids are walking around going, who cares, Sharon Baskin's dad, husband. Oh, it's a killer. Um, Great show. Great show. Um, Do you want to start talking some footy and then we'll talk about some chinwagon stuff? Or do you want to talk about the chinwagon stuff and then go on to the footy? Um, let's let's get into the footy and then if we've got time at the end, we'll have a bit of oh, chinwag. With the amount of football stuff going on at the moment, we could be done in about probably eight and a half minutes. Where do we start? Have you got, show us the book. Is the book out? The, book's, the, the book, book is out. The book, the book is out. All right. Where do we go? Where do we start? Over to you, the great man, Jamie Wallace. All right, so it's just a bit of a, a bit of a drive-by, I think, from the former Geelong president, Frank Costa. And what he has called for is the Cattery GMHBA Stadium down in Geelong to host the grand final if the Cats make it this year. Um, he has said the ground is in superb condition and the stadium is first class. Um, and these comments, these comments here come off the back of uh, the AFL is going to have a clash if they keep pushing forward with the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to with the T20. Yep. So he's saying, look, if Geelong make it, why don't they host the grand final down there? It gives the Cats a home advantage. It also is uh, a different type of ground. It's not big and wide like the MCG. It's narrow and it's longer and it's a bit more, uh, it just requires a different style of football. Now, I know what he's saying. He's just saying it just to – he's probably asked to make a comment. He's the ex-Geelong president. He's always going to have the cat's interest in heart. But what I do find interesting, Peps, and it's a mm-hmm. question through, does what he say have merit in terms of not just the cats, but do we need to look at possible stadium solutions for the grand final? Yes, I do. Mm. Yes, yes, and yes, Jamie. What a great topic to start this week's podcast off with. Yes, I totally agree. I I agree with him. I think this is the only year that common sense and commonality needs to be turfed and we have to try something radical. Considering that nobody will be allowed to go to the grand final anyway, what what difference? And and the MCG is not available. They've, They've got to play it somewhere. So they're isn't really an issue with crowds. So I think whoever ends up on top, that's where they have to play the grand final, permitting access to the ground. Hmm, fascinating. I, I, I think that's, I think, you know, there's a lot of crap that's come out of the uh, the AFL and a lot of crap's come out of Geelong over the last number of years, especially when they want to play Richmond in a final down at the Cattery. Yeah, I, I can't see them giving up half their tickets to Richmond members. Of their thirty-six thousand dollars, thirty-six thousand seat stand of ground, yeah, ground, yeah. exactly. Never, they're not going to do it. With that saying, though, my friend, I think that is a great idea. That if a ground is available, play it there. They could play it down at Mars Stadium in Ballarat if that's the only place. Mm. Make sure to play. It might be the only game you ever see players in thermals. I never actually considered the crowd element because I was thinking, well, Frank. 36,000 seats is not going to cut it for for a grand final. I mean, it's the celebration of football year. I was thinking Optus over in WA, 60,000 seat capacity. Or Adelaide, 53,000 seat capacity. But are they going to be taken up with the cricket? The T20 World Cup? Uh, my notes are lacking in information. <laughs> 
And and how is that anything different from any other week that we've had? I've sprung that one on you. Look, I think all the major grounds are going to be tied up. So your Adelaide Oval is going to be tied up. Optus Stadium is probably going to be tied up. The Gabba is going to be tied up. SCG is going to be tied up. MCG is going to be tied up. So there's not many other options available. Mm. And and obviously, uh, what's it called? AFL-owned stadium. Would the AFL kick out the T20 so we have a can't under room? They can't. The AFL wouldn't be able to kick out there because that's an agreement that they've made, the ICC have made with the MCC to play that. That's saying, though, who's to say that the ICC to T20 World Cup might not be delayed? Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, but, yeah, well, there's there's stories or news going around that if Australia don't play India this year in the series coming up, there's the, they're going to potentially lose $300 million in revenue mm. from mm, TV wow. rights. Like, so they have to play it. They'll, they'll play it with cockroaches running around the boundary. That's how yeah. desperate they are, Cricket Australia, for money at the moment. Yeah. So they're going to have to play it anywhere. And I think with the AFL Grand Final, it's going to be a, it's going to be a similar boat. They're, they're going to have to play it around about late October if they aim for that June-July type of time frame. It's going to be late October, early November, maybe, for, from, for that yeah. Grand Final. Something has to be available. Yeah. Yeah. So Geelong might be the place. It could be up in GWS. It could be up at Metricon, which is a great stadium, by the way. If you go past it, it's yeah. a great stadium. You know what? So we can't. That's the AFL's fault, though, for demolishing VFL Park. They could have gone and played it out there. They could play it down at Icon Park. Mm-hmm. Victoria yep. Park. Victoria Park. They so could play it down not- at Keeler. They might go to Keeler Park and play so- it. There's no chance that AFL can kick out. Um, no, no chance. Marvel? Can you can you only can you have, can you honestly see the AFL commission walking into a meeting, and then the IC uh, the ICC walk into the meeting, Mate, shooting fish in a barrel on that one, my friend. It's just I just imagine oh Peps. Imagine if we because they own the stadium. Yep. They, we we could have a nighttime grand final played. Under the roof in perfect conditions. Mm-hmm. Imagine the concert you could have in that. Oh, it would oh. be pretty cool. It would be pretty mint if it was at the stadium, Marvel Stadium. What Marvel it, would be, it would be mint. Yep. <laughs> I reckon that'd be a great idea. Just can't see it happening but, but, though. But so, yeah, Frank Costa, um, even though he's completely uh, biased with his Geelong <laughs> comment, um, I think I think he has opened up a wider issue, which is AFL do need to look for an alternate um, for the grand final if this season does uh, make it that far. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's interesting because it it just throws up possibilities that mm. we've never thought before. You know, they, no. they, and that also sort of feeds into a bit of the conversation about what they're looking at doing when the games come back in. And how they're gonna yes. how they're gonna set up? You know, thinking of maybe having six on the bench, expanding mm-hmm. that out. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the ideas, some of the ideas thrown around by I think it was Lee Matthews last week. He was talking about taking two off the ground, making it sixteen aside. You can't kick backwards. Last touch out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's throwing up all these ideas to try and make the game better than than it is. Yeah. Why don't we just leave it alone? How's that for an idea? Leave it alone. Could we have a game over alone. in New Zealand? A game in New Zealand? Well, New Zealand, well, you could actually, because if you think about it, St Kilda played games over there 
and mm. no one turned up to those. So they wouldn't they wouldn't <laughs> find it a problem. The AFL wouldn't find it a problem having no crowds in in um, Auckland. I I was only considering the fact that uh, they seem to have a very low rate of uh, COVID nineteen, um, but when you your point is interesting. When you take the crowd factor out of it completely, there really is no limit where they could play. No, 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 no. They no, they could play on an no, island no, for no, all. Yeah. No, no, there's no limit. No, <laughs> there is no limits. No limits whatsoever. Mm. They can do whatever they want. I like it. It's a really good, good. idea. Um, I just don't want it to be Geelong. No. Well, you think about it. If Melbourne win, if Melbourne end up on top, yeah, we'd have to play it at the Junction Oval. No, no, no. We're going to Casey Fields. Well, be, it wouldn't matter. It'd be at Casey. Where would where would Port Adelaide play it? Would it be obviously. would it be Alberton? Obviously. Or would it be yes. Port Adelaide Penitentiary? Minimum <laughs> all, all security the... division, of course. Ballpark. We can go there. Is that still on? Is it still there? Or have they demolished I mean, it? Um, I just had a thought then, Peps. What is it? We could go to Tullamarine because Essendon have got two real-size MCG and Marvel Stadium grounds, simulation grounds. Yeah. Got actually, you wouldn't mind. Actually, that's not a bad idea, playing it out at Essendon. Stand on the boundary. No, well, you wouldn't be allowed to. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be allowed to. But it'd be okay because Essendon don't do anything in... September anyway, they don't they don't win in September. We could bring how many days now? We, what is it? The five thousand three hundred? Uh, 5,707 5, 5, or something, or five thousand six hundred and seven or something. Oh, I'll check that one up. I'll check that one up. But I think that there's um, yeah, I think there's some merit where they can play these games. Whether I just mm. don't, I just don't know. Oh, it's, it's intriguing, isn't it? And then where does that lead on to? That means that everything else gets pushed back. There's been so many ideas. Here's one: yeah, Do they should they raise the draft age to nineteen? I think we spoke about this last week, didn't we? Yep. You've had a week to think on it. Okay. I, th- I think it should be higher. I think it probably should be more 20. Yeah, no. Nah. I know you don't like it. No. Nah. We, can, we can agree or disagree. Do you want to move on to the next story? You might as well, because you just shut me down right. on that one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> By the way, it is. what number did you come up with? What? What number? How many, how many days did you say it was? 5607. Close. 5479. That's 5,000. 479 days since Essendon won a final. Oh, and Essendon, um, Essendon just keep losing. So as the, was the Children's Hospital appeal, keep, uh, what do they say? Uh, give that they may grow. And, and we want that total to hit 6,000 days this year. So go on, right. Essendon. Let's get the 6,000. Crossing this one off. off Geelong the- final, cross it off. Good sound effect. Next story. All right, what's the next one? Um, football's back. What do you mean it's back? Is back a baby? Uh, Andy Ma on the on SCN tonight has suggested suggested this is a bit of a a bit of a rough story that he got a text message from someone that he won't mention who the text message is from. So it's almost like the my mate down the pub who told me this or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. someone that got a text about this. This, we're going down this shady story that uh, his text message said that in mid-June, the AFL season will restart yep. 
with five weeks in hubs. So they're breaking the, the big weeks of hubs that we're talking about earlier, breaking them into five-week chunks. And teams will play every five days. And what that means is training will start uh, from mid-May to prepare the teams for mid-June restart. Ooh. You smell that? Yup. I think my headphones. I think my headphones are on fire. Man, that is that is smoking. That is, that is the best that you've brought to the podcast in our. This is episode number seventy. I reckon that's the best piece of news that you've brought in at least the last dinner for two sixty nine weeks. <laughs> wow. So they reckon mid June. Mid mid June start. Mid June start and six teams in each. Uh, yep, and five weeks. Five per, weeks? Per, five, five weeks, in five hub. games. Five weeks, five, uh, five weeks, six, seven, five. No, that works out to be... No, that's right. Games, no, no, so. five games. That is right. So a team plays every five days. So they'll play five yep. games in 25 days. Yes, sir, that's correct. What do you think? Actually, five games in 21 days. Uh, five, five weeks in hubs. You know what? As long as they have a crack, read it out. Read it out. What were you going to say? No, no, as I say, five, five, five weeks in hubs, seven games. So they will play uh, every five days. Trained from mid-May, play mid-June. So one hub is reported to be in Queensland, and another one in Victoria. Um, the reason why it's taken time to come out is medical advice and they won't lock into anything that they are unable to deliver, unlike the NRL. So a bit of a drive-by. Oh, they're shocking, aren't they, the NRL? <laughs> so, there's, so it's waiting on medical advice, but it's also just um, they don't want they don't to jump the gun too early and announcing anything until they get their medical advice. Yeah. No, it's a ripper. Nope. I solely agree with you on that. Um, yep. No, I, look, I was speaking to a guy in the shops the other day. Walker, if you're out there, mate, heads up to you. I was chatting to chat to Walker down at the local Coles. And I spoke to him and he was saying, look, you know what, I'm not missing footy at the moment. It's like the breath of fresh air that we needed just to realise that the AFL have to get their heads around. It's not all about money. They have to think about what's best for the game. And he yeah. said, he, as we were having our conversation, and he said, look, they won't, they, crowds won't be back at all this year. Hmm. But then what triggered it, though, to me, something triggered it with me is like, that means that local footy can't go ahead. Correct. Local footy can't go ahead unless they play at grounds with completely encapsulated with um, chicken, not chicken wire, but, you know, gated, gated grounds. Now, not every ground has a gate around it. So unless grounds are going to be playing... Two, you know, and you got three. You know, multiple leagues have two, three divisions, four divisions. The amateurs have a lot more than that. I don't know how they're going to play them. Then they haven't got enough grounds for the number of teams and for the number of the games that have to be played, because they won't allow supporters to go. Because if supporters can't go to an AFL game, what chance have they got going to a local game? Um, so I don't think local footy is going to be back this year. So you're going to have to have something. The only thing with those big grounds is the fact you might be able to social distance a little better. Oh, little cut. What, which, 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 are you talking about AFL grand games? No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about. Uh, have, you been to, have you been to a local game recently? Yeah. 
Social distancing is how far do I stand away from the bar and from the nearest tree to have a whiz? That's on, social on distancing. Sa- they could have a bar like the Bunnings or the, or the Safeway you, line system. You, you, oh. Or the Lamana system. I went to the shops, in the same shops. I said the walker, I looked in there and I went, it was 50 people in the fruit and veg section and 37 at the deli. Two people, you know, eight people trying to get their freshly cooked flatbread from the baker's section. You guys are loose. And there was only one person getting their vegan snags. You guys are loose. What I was trying to say was, is that I said, have a look at this, right? Have a look at the Muppets in this joint. Yet I can't go out and have a spank of golf with me mates because apparently I can get sick from that. But there's no chance with the 48 people getting their chicken Dixie drumsticks and they're frozen for their Sunday night frozen oven combo that I'm going to catch it from them. Oh, fucking shit me. It did. Is it like 100 or 150 people? We've got massive lines out in oh. the area. I mean, big lines. Big lines. It was almost like I said to now. I just go up to front and give him a, give him a 20 and say, well, you let us in like the old VIP at the uh, tunnel days. But yeah, he had none of that. He had none of it. None of it. None of it. Yep. Ah, uh, oh, they're shocking, aren't they? Nah, well, anything that gets the footy back, anything that gets the footy back, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, you and I disagree and we can, this is, well, that's, that's all in terms of me from football stories. Really yeah. that I want to, they're, they're literally, I'm just, I was reading through uh, the Fox footy, SEN, Herald Sun, The Age. There is nothing out there that's actually a good story. They're all just, they're all just pent up. Actually, I do have a good story for you. It was actually a couple of weeks. My interview with Sean Smith. If you haven't had a chance to listen to my audio interview with, uh, Sean Smith, very uh, ear-opening, if you don't mind me saying, uh, just going into a lot of the, the troubles and tribulations with his uh, concussion issues from his high-marking, high-flying days. But also got to talk about the good things about the VFA and also his uh, time uh, at Melbourne and North Melbourne and the friendships he's got from that as well too. So if you haven't had a chance, get onto that. By the way, there's also some other interviews that you might want to have a look at. Grant Thomas, he was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. We had him last year. Ricky Nixon's had this big write-up in the Herald Sun. I got him last year. Ted Richards, Sydney Swans uh, full-back premiership. I had him last year too. And Justin Charles, the dude who was the first player ever to be done for illicit illicit drugs, steroids in the AFL. Don't worry about that, young fellas and the young ladies out there. I got his interview as well. So if you want it, first... Lace out's the place to be. So get on, have a listen. I'll tell you what, you will not be let down at all. I like it. You had, mm. you had, you had enough? Have I had a what? You had enough? No, I'm on decaf at the moment, so hopefully I'm not oh. going too over the top. Hey, um, I've got a question for you. Well, ask away. Who is going to be taking Aaron Phillips home? Great question. Uh... And it's not going to be her wife or her husband. Her wife? That's just her partner. That's well, I'll tell you. Little... Well, let me just tell you. Maddie Presparkas, she oh, will yeah. be taking home the AFL Best and Fairest for 2020. Congratulations to you, Maddie. Unfortunately, we don't have a name for the medal just yet. So we're just saying who's taking home Erin. We were going to say who's going to be taking home Mo. Because at one stage I thought it'd be the Mo Hope Award, but no. So who's taking home Aaron Phillips? 
I'll tell you what, Maddie looks like she will have a great time with um, Erin hanging around her neck. Yep. And what is she? She's a Carlton player. She's yeah? a Carlton player. Yes. She's very, very happy. Uh, looks like she got the news uh, via a very prestigious uh, award hosted on her iPad. Uh, 19-year-old, absolutely shocked. Uh, it's been the best two years of her life, she reckons. She's always wanted to grow up playing AFL, and now that she's here, she's put her best foot forward to work as hard as she possibly can and as well as she can, and she's loved the club um, that she's at. She's as massively... Uh, she's the first teenager to claim the award following the footsteps of established stars Phillips and Emma Carney as well. So good on to her. Um, it's also... It's, it's, it's fantastic. She's got 15 votes. She built, uh, she won by three from Kira Bowers entering round six. And the Tough Docker also polled three votes in her last match to finish runner up as well, too. Uh, so, you know, good on her. She was the number three draft pick in 2018. She's already won two Carlton Best and Ferris, two All Australian selections. You know, sky's right. the limit for this young lady. And good on her to her. She looks absolutely pumped, stoked. Um, you know, good news story. We don't, you know, the Women's League just finished quite abruptly. Uh, it's mm -hmm. nice to hear something good come out of it. So well done to her. Yep. Alrighty. Like yeah. Claps. Oh, yeah, she gets a snaps and claps. Hold on, where are they? There they are. This crowd is going nuts. Congratulations to you, young lady. Alrighty, my friend. Jamie Wallace, what else? What you got anything else that you need to, to cover off before I get into something? No, maybe it's a bit of podcasting, because you know, we like to be held accountable. Yeah. Um, and a new segment that I want to just introduce is a segment called, um, actually, because we <laughs> have got the make from last week. Can you do that again? Yeah. Can you record it so we can just, yeah, press it I can, the... I can record it. You got to do it nice and right. clear though. So, all right, just be quiet. Cause this will be the stinger for the, um, actually. All right. So I keep the countdown three, two, one. Um, actually. Okay, so I know I know all the listeners there. They have just leant forward to turn up their their headphones for this because they are. And I know actually know what you're going to say too. By the way, because I realised the next day too, certain individual who will not be mentioned brought this one up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Go for it, buddy. So we need to address. Uh... A comment we made last week, Peps and I got in quite a, a, quite a good chat around um, captains and how I believe they need to be midfielders and Peps, so they can be anyone. And Peps raised um, an example, um, Exhibit A on his behalf, who said that Shannon Hearn, um, the current West Coast captain, is not a midfielder, he's a back, he's a, he's a fullback. Um, actually, Peps, <laughs> Luke Shuey... <laughs> Luke Shuey, shut up, shut up. Luke Shuey is the captain of the West Coast oh. Eagles. So, um, actually, Luke. You know what happened? I actually did a, I actually did a search. I, I'll, I was going to not bring this one up, but now that you have, I'll admit what happened. When we were discussing that, I went into the, Go I went into the Google, and typed yep, in West Coast Eagles captain. It yep. came up with a picture of Luke. It came up with a picture of Shannon Hearn. Yeah, and I did the same thing. <laughs> did you see what happened? And it's come yep. up, and I've gone, "Oh, your beauty!" Here we go, bang! And then 
our um our newest uh member of the family who we mentioned last week, the stud in England, mm-hmm. happened to write back to us at four forty AM. Oh sorry fellas. Oh sorry. oh sorry fellas, you're incorrect. It is Luke Shuey. It's not uh it's not Shannon Hearn. It is Luke Shuey. But loving the podcast. Cheerio. As soon as it dropped in, I went, oh, (laughs) well prepared again. So yes, we were were wrong on that. I was wrong on that one. Uh, So thank you for all the listeners that picked that up, but we were nice enough not to mention anything. But um, the stud, you're in trouble next time I see you, young fella. Yep, so we got that one wrong. So that's that's um actually for this week. Unless there's anything else you want to bring up and um actually on me. Nah, Oops. nah, 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 nah. I could go um actually. Uh, your beanies are wrong still. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, it's your 150th year this year. Is that correct? It's supposed to be. What I laid. Print, not according to the beanies. Not according to the beanies that they printed up, or sorry, got made, put the wrong year on them. Just a bit awkward. Yeah. So spent thousands and thousands of parole dollars and print made beanies with the wrong year. Yeah. You only had 149 to get it right. You still got it wrong. Yes. Ah. Ah, we'll just call that the Johnny Butcher. Okay. So um, I wanted to look, we're all in this isolation phase at the moment. And so I had a bit of a think about it and I went, oh, what can we do? What can we do? How can we sort of maybe, because you are, footy's getting a bit thin. We've been able to stretch this one to almost 30 minutes. So I had a bit of a think about it and gone, all right, what can I do? What can we do isolation wise? I thought, hey, you know what we could do? I think I might come up with a top five this week. Now I know, yes, everybody's got the top five. I should do the, I should call it the Pep Six. But unfortunately, Sam Pang has already nicked the six. So I've just gone the standard top five. But I thought I'd look, I'm not going to do this every week, but I thought, you know, when we're getting a little bit thin, I might rip one out. And this one I wanted to rip out was um, top five sports movies that you might want to watch in your isolation phase at the moment. But I've tried to pick a little bit of of obscure films. Um, Okay, now, these are what I think is obscure. Now, the listeners out there might go, I know. But you may have heard of it, but you may not have seen it. Okay, so here's my top five. And these are in no particular order. Now, some of the ones that you would have thought, oh, yeah, top five sports movies, yeah. All right, so I'm not going to mention any given Sunday. I'm not going to mention Caddyshack. Um, I'm not going to mention... um, the one where uh, I'm not going to mention Tin Cup, which is that's okay. Which, which is a, quite a good film. Um, mm. I'm not going to mention Miracle. That's okay. I don't okay. like that one either. And I am not going to mention. Um, it was the last one, the uh, Bag of Ants, the Legend of Bag of Ants, the golfing film. All right, so I'm not going to mention any of those. Tried to go a little bit of an obscure sort of realm. So here's my here's my. Top five or five sports movies you should have a crack at in your isolation period. Here's the first one. It's a film from 1986, and it's by the name of Youngblood. Now, it's an ice hockey film from uh, the US, starring good old Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze. Um, Charlie Sheen, his his name is Youngblood. He's a, a rookie on an ice hockey team. 
Finally yeah. gets his crack, uh, gets beaten up by the, the, the bully of the team, can't fight, and has to prove his worth. Gets the girl, lots of nudity, lots of ice hockey. Classic 1980s uh, action. It was when Charlie Sheen was at his uh, pre-cocaine, pre-hookers, uh, pre-well, going nuts phase. Um, maybe. Yep, maybe. Um, but it's a cracking film. Patrick Swayze is amazing, and he's the captain of the team. Um, like I said, it's goodness knows how many years old. How, how many years are we looking at? 34 years old now? All right, 34? Yeah, easy. 24. 34 years old. So it's, it's quite yeah. an old one, but have a look. It's a great watch. So Youngblood, that's the first one. Write that one. Tell mum, tell mum to hire that one for you. I don't think it's on any of the streaming, so you're going to have to get on the torrents or um, acquire it some way else. All right. I want to go back a little bit further because here's a film released in 1977. Stars Paul Newman and the Hanson Brothers, Slapshot, another ice hockey film. Paul Newman was interviewed and he had said that this is the best fun he had ever making a film. It's another ice hockey film. Um, basically, he's a captain of a team who's got, uh, his nickname's the coach. He's got, they've got no hope. They're absolutely crap. And they bring in these three brothers. They've got goggles. They, they don't go out and drink. They play slot cars in their hotel room while the rest of the team's going out and getting off their faces. But all they want to do is punch on. So as soon as, the, as soon as it starts, the game starts, bang, they're out there. They're taping quarters underneath their knuckles. They're sharpening up their blades. They just, they are brutal. And it just sucks everyone in, and it is that corker of a film. The final scenes towards the end, absolutely stunning when it gets into the fighting side of things. So get onto that one. Slapshot. This it's is, a cult classic. This is cult the, this classic. Is uh, Paul Newman's uh, salad dressings. Oh, it's better than Paul Newman's salad dressing. He sees a salad is nice, but I think a little bit too garlicky. No garlic the, on this one. What's that? Is it the same Paul Newman? Yeah, it's the same Paul Newman. He makes a great, you know, he makes a great dress. I don't know how he does it. I seriously don't know does how it? he does it. Oh, he's amazing. And it all goes to charity, on. apparently, so good on him. All righty. Here is... I've got one more ice hockey film, but I'm just going to change it a bit. I want to go to an Aussie film. Oh. An Aussie film. Oh, 1980. No. Let me run through some of these names. Oh, no. Rene Kink. Ray Shaw. Graham Kennedy. Jack Thompson. And John Howard. Not the Prime Minister, the actor. The Club. Now, if you haven't seen The Club... It is just, it's gold. You've got to remember, it was based on a play written by David Williamson. Uh, all-star Australian cast. You've still got, you've still got uh, Bob Davis, Lou Richards. They're the commentators on the game as well too. John Howard plays his country guy. He's bringing all the way in. He's supposed to be the big white hope. Um, and he just doesn't care. Just can't get into it, etc. Renee Kink smashes the crap out of him. He's too busy smoking the weed. And after a while, he feels he's going to, get, going to get his contract ripped up and then for some reason decides to turn around and have a crack and ends up turning into a superstar. Jack Thompson is the coach. Graham Kennedy, uh, sorry, Graham Kennedy is, the, um, is the president. It's an absolute corker. It's the best Australian AFL, VFL sports movie ever made. I know that's not a very long motor pool, long... but... No. There has been a few attempts, and they haven't been all that good. Okay. That's Ripper. 
have a crack at that one. Rightio. Now, this is a bit of a controversial one, all right? This is a film from 2002. Now, I went and saw this at the Melbourne Film Festival. This is how far back we're going, almost 20 years ago now. It's called The Backyard. And it's, um, it's actually a movie on backyard wrestling. It's a documentary on backyard wrestling. So with the rise of the popularity of wrestling in the 1990s, going through to the 2000s, lots of amateurs tried to do these sort of things in, um, in their backyard. And, you know, we, you know, when you're growing up, your kids you have a bit of a wrestle off the beds, a bit of a macho man elbow, or you might do a Hogan leg drop off uh, mum's coffee table, etc. This sort of film deals uh, a little bit more around um, the flaming pit of death. Uh, barbed wire covered boards, uh, light tube matches, uh, boards covered in uh, mouse traps and rat traps. It is it is brutal, but it also gives you a bit of an idea of what anyone will try and do to get famous and to try and get a a contract and be seen. Okay, and you got to understand this is before the real internet days. So if you see this and then imagine what if this was being done now. But yeah, it's a real eye-opener that there are people out there that are willing to just do this sort of stuff for no reason. My highlight of the film is the guy who goes, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the owner and I'm the president of the, uh, the wrestling... Uh, I can't remember the, 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 the federation. Yeah, this is, this is, my, uh, this is, my, uh, this is my territory. Uh, this is my wrestlers. This is, I'm putting on a show today. It's going to be a great show. Uh, we can't wait. Um, we've got a bit of a crowd here. You go out to the crowd and there's about six people. <laughs> and they're wrestling. No shit on mattresses and towels in his driveway. <laughs> Jesus. With those, you know, the, the plastic power poles? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, with those power poles around and uh, rope around the outside as the ring. That's his ring. And he's the uh, president of that wrestling federation. <laughs> it's just trash. But it just, it's just, it's just, it, it's a bit of a, you know, you don't want to look, but you got to look. So give that a go. It's the backyard. All right. Last but not least, this is the most recent film out of the entire lot. It's 2012. Um, um, many of you may have seen it because it is on uh, Netflix, I believe, at the moment, or it is on Amazon or Stan. I don't know if you get that in London, stud, but you're going to have to find it another way. It's called Goon. It stars mm-hmm. Sean William Scott, Leave Schreiber. Okay. Um, and it's simply about this. Sean William Scott, otherwise known as Stifler, wants to be a hockey player, has a small issue, can't skate. But he can fight. So the local team decides to bring him on as a bit of a um, enforcer on the team. And he gets a reputation that he is the man. He's the man. But the problem is he has to take on the legend. And if, um, if I was Ric Flair, I would simply come out and say, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And that man is Lee Schreiber. And the two go and had an epic barnstorming brawl that goes for at least three and a half minutes at the end of the film and it is a cork. A teeth go flying, cuts are, heads are getting split open, blood everywhere. It's just a great film. Um, a lot of other actors that you would have seen in it, but it's just, it's just, a, it's just a good feel heart story towards the end because it all comes well for him. Um, and I love it. It's just one of those films I can whack on and go, hey, you know what? The Goon. And there's also a sequel. Avoid that. It's poo. But The Goon is great. So my top five, once again, in no particular order, we have... Youngblood, Slapshot. We've also got um, The Backyard. 
We've also got The Club and we've also got Goon. So get on it. They're my top five. Let me know what you think. If you like them, if you don't like them, tell me. All right? If you think seven. there's a better one, write in the comments. Seven. So you got seven what? Seven. My top seven sports films of all time. You ready for this? All right. Yep. This is going to speak to you. This is basically you and I agreeing this list. And I'm just writing on behalf of you and I. All right. We've truly. Mighty Ducks. Ooh. Mighty Ducks 2. Yep. Happy Gilmore. Ooh, yeah. Rocky what was it? What was Rocky that one? Four. Rocky 4. Yep. I'm a Rocky Major 3 League. man, though. I like Rocky 3, but yep. Major League 1. <laughs> Days of Thunder. <laughs> and Cracker Jack. <laughs> oh. That's mine. Do you know what's missing off that list? There, there is one I've, I've got a bit of a fondness for it the more times I watch it. Semi-Pro. Oh, yes. With Will Ferrell. <laughs> with Jackie Moon. And then you got basketball. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Oh, basketball. Oh, gold. Oh, man. Where'd you... Oh. It's got hot in here. It has got up in here. All right. You got some rippers in there, mate. You, you, I know the you, Rocky one. What's because that? I'm a big fan of Ivan Drago. I like him taking on the big Russian. I like the story. Yep. But um, I know you're a big Clubber Lang fan. I'm a massive Clubber Lang fan. Hey, here's a couple others as well too. Um, now that we've brought them up now, um, a couple other ones, all right? Um, Hoosiers is another one from 1986. Gene Hackman plays the, the basketball coach of a Outback team. The Hoosiers and Kraken film. Um I was going to say Moneyball, but Moneyball is, it's, it's well known. So I don't like that one. The Wrestler, love The Wrestler. Um, you couldn't get into The Wrestler? I couldn't. Oh, I'm, not, a, I'm a rock fan. Huh? You know, Mickey Rock. Oh, no, he should have won an Academy Award for that one. Simple as that. Um, there was one other one that, oh, A Warrior with Joel yeah. Edgerton in it. Absolute yeah. ripper as well too. We, we you could spend all day, we could spend a whole episode on this, but... I just wanted to pick out some ones that are a little bit... And obviously, Field of Dreams. I didn't put Field of Dreams in there. It's like this and podcast. If we build it, the listeners should come. Please come. We've gone through about 20. 20 in the end. Oh, I know. Oh, and Talladega Nights. With Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> my hands, my hands. What do I do with my hands? I know. You could, you could go on. It's just there's so many of them as well. Um, you know. In fact, I'm going to actually watch a few of these. Um, yep. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right. Well, why don't we why don't we do that? Why don't we um why don't we maybe pick out a couple next week and see what our ratings were for that one? What, what we gave it. All right. Um, I'm watch one, and I'm definitely watch two Mighty Ducks. Two Mighty Ducks. Do you know Mighty? Do you know Mighty Ducks is uh 28 years old now? Yes, depressing. And I saw that in the thin the thin the thin month. That's the thin month. Yeah, I was going to throw a Kickboxer in there with Van Damme, but I didn't think that that would actually make the list as a oh, sports no, film. Oh, that's a good one. Kickboxer. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, that's a ripper. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's such a good movie. You want to go whack it on now? With the with oh, dip, dip, oh, so dips good. the hands in the resin? Oh, it's great. Oh. That's awesome. Hey, all right. So um, I think we're... Is there anything else that you need to cover off, mate? Well, this is quite a quite a nice little tidy episode tonight. Uh, no, I think that's it for me. Um... Uh no, that's no, that's definitely it for me. We've got no more on the on the news front. We've gone through our sports movies. 
Um, oh, just a quick update. Um, yes. I asked for five yes. reviews. On, on Apple Podcasts. So I don't have access to the admin stuff that you see on Stitcher and whatnot. Yep. But one additional, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, one additional uh, review. review on Apple Podcasts, not Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Ooh, so thank you for that. Beautiful. Who was it from? Um, it was from Arsenal, da, 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 Arsenal Score. Ooh. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Arsenal Score. I told you. If you if you if you tell us Arsenal score bell to the blue good fun easy listening getting better every week keep us entertained we will keep you entertained we love it actually we got another one we got another one shooting breezes eighteenth to the fourth is that a oh that's ten days anyway we got another one as well there good footy podcast it's about time Australia got a good humid footy podcast tell you what we're spreading like wildfire we are spreading anything on the other fronts. Stitcher. Nah, Stitcher. Nah, nah, nah. These are the ones that make a difference, mate. It doesn't, you know what? It doesn't matter where people hear us as long as you hear us. It's as simple as that. So once again, we set the challenge out. We want five reviews. You review it, we'll read it out. Belt of blue, go and tell your mum and dad. Put your podcast on the fridge and show them what you did. Same with you, Good Footy Podcast. Um, we'll set the challenge every single week. Um, more importantly, we are done for this week. Thank you once again for tuning in. Um, Jamie, anything else you want to finish off before I ask you the question? No. No. All right. So uh, from uh, all of us here and all of us at home, Jamie Wallace, the great man, ranked number nine in the world for triathlon in his age group. How do you like your footy when it's on? I like it. Lease out. Have a great week, listeners. That's it. That's it. You've got to keep it clean this week. Have a great week, listeners. Peps, J-Dog. Go Gs. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out. <laughs>